1: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, the need to be honest with yourself. And we have our perfect, the perfect guest for this topic in our virtual studio is Dr. Ari Tuckman. Before we get into the program, real quick, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder uh, for supporting our program. Um, in celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away digital copies of Attention Magazine, uh, to get yours, all you have to do is listen to our show. We're going to share a secret word, write that secret word down. Then we're going to share another secret word, other shows, listen to another show, get the secret word down, and then just email me the two secret words of the shows you saw. Uh, the email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and when I get that, I will forward off. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and uh, we will get you a PDF copy of the next edition that is being published so for example if you reached out to me in February we give you a February copy and then we would send you the April copy when it is published so um, there there you have it Um, we got a little tip that uh, we're going to run from Chad and we'll get into the show
0: are you looking for books articles videos webinars and podcasts on managing ADHD from ADHD experts Search CHAD's National Resource Center Information Library to find reliable resources on ADHD for children, teens, parents, adults, teachers, and healthcare professionals. Many of the resources are free online. Go to CHAD.org.
1: Thank you so much, CHAD, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, CHAD is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD we encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad financial stability is really important for them to have the resources, to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that, uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information to donate or to, uh, become a member, go to dot Okay. So, uh, Really excited about having Dr. Ari Tuckman in our virtual studio. He's the perfect guest for this. Uh, Dr. Tuckman is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He is the author of four books, including the newest one ADHD After Dark Better Sex Lives, Better Relationships. He's a frequent speaker and has given more than 400 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He has over 100 episodes and more than 2 million downloads of his More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. He's a former member of the National Board of CHAD and the current conference co-chair. Uh, for more information, uh, go to his website at adultadhdbook.com. And with that, Dr. Tuckman, welcome to the show.
2: Always a pleasure to be
1: here. You're the perfect guest for our topic today, ADHD, the need to be honest with yourself. Uh, I, you've done a lot of presentations on, I think the titles are the lies we tell ourselves are rationalizations. Can you just tell us, give us a frame of like kind of what those talks are about a little bit and kind of what you emphasize?
2: Sure. So, you know, all of us, ADHD or not, like we all tell ourselves certain lies. Certain, hopefully, they're little white lies, um, as opposed to like big, big lies. But, you know, it could be stuff like, Well, let me just jump onto Instagram. This will, you know, I just want to take a quick look or, Oh, I'm going to have some more potato chips. I haven't really been eating that many potato chips lately or, you know, whatever. So it's those convenient little lies that make life a little bit more pleasant, a little bit more comfortable in the moment. And, um, you know, if you don't do it too often, then mostly kind of life rolls along pretty well. But so the presentation that I've done at like the Chad conference and some other places is kind of the lies specific that specifically to that folks with ADHD tend to use more often. So it could be things like this won't take that long, or I don't have to write that down or, you know, kind of things like that. Those little things that, you know, people can tell themselves to kind of get them into trouble more often mm-hmm. than one might hope. So, um,
1: and one of, one of those things you said – I forget the right, what you said a second ago. Those things in the moment, and I take this back to – I like Dr. Barkley's metaphor. Think of the ADHD brain as a two-level system. The lower brain is the primitive brain, the dopamine-seeking brain, the emotional brain, and then you have the thinking brain. And it's like the, the pleasure brain says, okay, we're just going to have one more potato chip, or we're just going to watch this one more YouTube. And it's kind of like – my little things that like hypnotizes your thinking brain. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to like, really like analytically, I'm going to be able to do that. And so we, there's these things that go on in the moment for them to get what they want. <clears throat> I wanted to kind of weave that in today. Cause one of the things already that I'm noticing is that those things go on all the time. And sometimes we got to be honest, people with ADHD need to be honest with themselves and step out and go, you know, I keep wanting to rely on my memory and it's not working why am I continuing to rely on my memory? I mean, you have to kind of accept at some point in time that that's really kind of not working. So it's a little bit of a kind of pausing and stepping out of yourself and not just looking at the the story or the lie or the convenient thing in the moment, but just actually kind of look at the pattern. So it seems like these two things are kind of tied together. Your experiences yeah. with this?
2: Yeah. And, you know, so if we're talking about kids or teens, partly <laughs> – in some ways they're not actually lying to themselves as much because genuinely speaking, your honor, hand on a stack of Bibles. They believe it, you know, like they genuinely believe that they can remember perhaps. Um, So now as it turns out that they're incorrect, you know, history does not support that idea that they can remember, but, but they really think they can. And, you know, like, Kids are less self-aware than adults, Mm -hmm. and hopefully as we become adults, we become more self-aware, and we can sort of own our faults, and we can feel good about our strengths and all of that, but, you know, so I think that that's a, a point to bring in here, but the thing of it is that that thing of I don't have to write that down is really more a matter of often, ugh, I don't feel like writing it down. Uh-huh. But rather than being honest and saying, I just don't feel like writing it down, I accept that I'm rolling the dice on this, you know, the, the lie that we tell ourselves is, I don't have to write it down, I'll just remember it, phew, then there's no, you know, painful acceptance of, I might forget this. Um, But there's also no annoying having to, you know, dig out a pencil. So, you know, it sort of allows us to have it both ways. I get to continue doing the thing I'm doing and not have to feel bad about it. So, you know, the position that I take as a psychologist is if you say to yourself, you know what, I might forget this, but but I acknowledge that and I'm willing to accept it. And if I forget it and I pay a price afterwards, so be it. I, I am an adult. I accept that risk. As far as I'm concerned, great, good. Like you are being honest with yourself. Perhaps you're being honest with other people. Go for it. You know, now if you get burned, then don't complain too much. Um, or alternatively, be honest with yourself and say, God, God damn it. I, uh, all right, Fine. Give me a sec. Let me find a pen. And then you do it, and then you're like, there. Now I don't have to worry about it. Great. I feel good about that, too. Like, you are taking care of yourself. You are setting yourself up to be happier in the end. So I don't actually care which way somebody goes, as long as they're being honest with themselves. Mm -hmm. The part that I have a harder time feeling good about is when they tell themselves, I don't have to write that down la, 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 la. Right. You know, like yep. just sort of hoping it's going to work out. And then later they get burned on it and then they're unhappy about that. And, you know, so it's that they're setting up their own unhappiness. That's the part that to me, I, I, I am not happy about for them. I mean, this is their life. They make their choices. But, you know, so. So as long as you're being honest with yourself about it, knock yourself out. So.
1: It's interesting. I love how you said that. As a coach, I like it people when they acknowledge in the moment that idea comes to their mind and they just don't want to do the work to go find the pencil or go do something. Because in that moment, I sit there and say, okay, so you're realizing it's too much work for you to capture that idea or that thought. What are we going to do to make it easy for you? And that opens up possibilities mm-hmm. where I've coached people before, where literally we've tied pens around people's necks with dental floss and had them write ideas on their <laughs> forearm, because in that moment they have that idea and they need to capture it. And you know, realistically, by the time they go find a pen and paper, they probably forgot the idea anyway. But I like them to acknowledge who they are in that moment because we can sit there and say, here's the issue. How can we problem solve for this? Uh, in order to make that happen your way and my way is it's legitimate both sides, but this is that need to actually stop and acknowledge and be present in that moment with yourself to design something else. So I'm
0: going to,
2: our two methods are not at all mutually exclusive. They're very much aligned, which is I'm all in favor and I'll have those conversations too of, okay, if tracking down a pen is too much of a pain how do we make this easier? You know, and I'll definitely have conversations with folks about, you know, how do we make it easier to do whatever this thing is that isn't happening often enough. So that way it's less of this like monumental decision or something, or if it feels too onerous or annoying to do that thing that you don't feel like doing, can we make that thing easier? So is there some way to capture that idea, or is there an easier organizational system, or is there an easier whatever, so that it's more likely to happen? Um, And if we can do that, awesome, then it kind of, you know, eases the dilemma a little bit. Um, On the other hand, sometimes things just kind of suck, and they're annoying, and they're hard, and we just need to kind of suffer through. So, um, So, yeah. So I think that, so, you know, I think we're very much talking the same direction here.
1: Which, which goes to the point of this is is stopping and being honest with yourself and, and, and kind of playing the ball where it lies. So I, I want another example that's just another example of what we've just been talking about. We'll come to the break and, and we'll kind of get a couple other twists on it. But I was coaching an individual who would come home and basically they walked in the door and they would just shed. When I say shed, they would shed their clothes. It would mean, just like boom, like there. <laughs> it wouldn't make it back into the clothes. And that's where it all was. And they were telling me the story about how they needed to get organized and put it back there. And I said, You know, you're 35, right? So, yeah, yeah. Have you ever gotten your clothes back into your room? And, well, no. I got ADD. I said, What makes you think that you're going to do this now? And I said, We need to stop and say, Okay, this is what you do. This is ADD. What are we going to do? And she goes, I don't know. What do we do? I said, Well, what do we make? How can we make this easy? She says, I don't know. I said, well, maybe we should make it look like the clothes are supposed to be there, like put an armoire where you just toss them and close the door. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, yeah, like like, it's unrealistic to expect that after 35 years that all of a sudden you're going to get over your ADHD and self-regulate and do all these tedious tasks. Let's quit doing that, acknowledge that's just never going to happen, and let's think about something different. So in that moment, listeners, you don't have to do it, but it changes everything when you acknowledge, you know, this is this is who who I am. I'm going to own myself, but it changes the direction for us to do something kind of productive. I mean, we're both kind of talking about the same thing, owning yourself so that you can problem solve for that. Right.
2: Yeah. And the key there is that she made her own choice about what to do. Yep. Right. Like the important thing is for you as the coach or me as the therapist or whoever, as the whoever to not be in this position of assuming The goal here is, you know, like normal people, you should put your clothes in the hamper in your bedroom or something, right? Because now all of a sudden we've got a tug of war, you know, like that might be how I want to live my life perhaps, but it may not be how she wants to live her life. And I'm certainly not going to tell her what to do. That's not my job. Um, So, you know, sort of start with the assumption of, you know, and I think that's kind of what you're doing is starting with the idea that like, well, let's, let's look at the basic assumption. Is that actually what needs to happen? Does that need to be the end result or is there another thing that might actually be a better end result? And I think by taking the pressure off of she has to do the expected thing, it then opened up the possibility to find something that actually works better for her. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So let's go for a break. When we come back, I want to take this conversation in more addictive type behavior and talk about that. But before we do that, everyone, our secret word tonight is honest. Our secret word, again, is honest. You've got to check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages.
0: Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio.
1: Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com.
2: And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with... Uh... Dr. Ari Tuckman having a conversation with the need to be honest with yourself and self-reflect. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, white lies we do and, and stories. All right, now I want to kind of talk about addictive type stuff because I found a lot of people with ADHD, they have addictive behavior and they're not honest with themselves. And so, Mattel's story, I'm coaching a professional who wants coaching because they're not getting into the office. So I ask her questions like, okay, you're not getting up in the morning, you're getting to the office late, what are you doing at night? Turns out they're watching TV. I go, okay, what are you watching? Apparently there's movies and stuff like that. So they're not going to bed till 3 o'clock in the morning. I said, well, what's it like if we got rid of the TV? No, 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 no. We just remove the remote control and I'll be fine. I said, okay. A couple weeks later, I get another call. and you coaching on getting up in the morning? Okay, what's what's what time are you going to bed? Uh, the, the same thing. Well, the remote made a in. I said, what do you think about taking the TV out of the room? And the person responded with, no, I, I just need to take the remote out of it. I said, great. A month later, they come in and said, listen, I'm having a problem. I'm not getting into the office till 11, 1130. 11, and they're running the business. And I'm like, what happened to the remote control? It's back in the room. And I said, well, why don't we take the TV out of the room? And their comment was, no. They would have too big of a negative impact on my life. And I'm going, wait a second, you're not getting into the office until 11 o'clock in the morning. This is your place of business and taking the TV edit room is a, is a negative impact. The ultimately they ended up doing it, but this is a situation where you sometimes have to stop and say, I can't help myself from myself. And I need to put a barrier in place. Do you run into that much? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, what you were doing there was basically holding up a mirror to what this person's actions and consequences were, you know? And I think that, you know, they, they wanted to have it both ways. I want to be able to still watch TV, but I want it to somehow not be a problem. And I don't fault them. Like I get it. Sure. I mean, I I would like to have everything in life both ways also, you know? Um, And yet sadly reality has this annoying habit of intruding. So, um, So in this case, they, they can totally leave the TV in the room. Like that is absolutely an option. You know, you're not yep. there to tell them what to do. And if it's their business, they can really do what the hell they want to do. But they can't have the TV in the room, it, it would seem, and also get into the office on time. So it really becomes a question of these two things seem incompatible which one is more important to you? Which one do you prefer? And, you know, like if one has the willpower to have it both ways, I can keep the TV in the room because by the time I get till to about 11 o'clock, I will turn the TV off, even though I don't feel like it. Right. If they Mm -hmm. can do that, then they can have it both ways. TV stays in the room and I get to the office on time. But Otherwise it it sort of, it seems like the answer is, if the TV is in the room, then you're not gonna get to the office on time. Maybe that's okay, you know? And it's sort of, I think of the example often of, you know, folks who have trouble with alcohol probably shouldn't go to bars, at least if the goal is to not drink, right? If if they're kind of wishy-washy on not drinking, then they can definitely go to the bar. Um, But if you have trouble with alcohol and you go to the bar, you're probably going to drink, right? Those two things, not drinking and going to the bar are kind of incompatible and, you know, nonsense like, Oh, I'm just there for the company or they have the best French fries. Um, you know, like you can tell yourself that, but you need to accept that if you go to that bar, you will probably drink maybe not the first time and maybe not the second time, but eventually you will drink. Um, And, you know, part of what we do as therapists and coaches is just kind of holding up the mirror and just saying, here is what I am seeing. Like, this is Mm -hmm. what your words are telling me. You decide what it is that you want to do. Um, And unfortunately, you know, we can all be stubborn and we sometimes need to see it a bunch of times before we're like, fine, I guess. Okay, fine. Those are mutually incompatible. I guess I, I do need to make a choice here. Yeah.
1: Or, again, everybody, the value of stepping out of of yourself with this is actually to step out and admit, actually, I really don't want to make the decision. I want to Mm -hmm. keep the TV in my room. There's nothing wrong with that. But once you accept it, you can save a ton of money on coaching. (laughs) Because a lot of times people are not ready to do that, but they keep paying money to me with the illusion that they think that I'm going to give them a tip, trick, or strategy that's going to be able to get them up in the morning when the problem is they can't pull themselves away from the TV. In other words, they leave the temptation there. And the value of this show is really to hold up a mirror to you guys and saying, listen, so often people with ADHD are not being honest with themselves. And sometimes you're spending a lot of money on the lie and at least save the money if you're just aware of like, wait a second, I watch myself. I'm on YouTube. I like YouTube. You like know, like I, I like watch, I, mean, I It's entertaining for me. I'm not going to get off of it, so I'm going to quit trying to act like I'm going to be kind of productive and not procrastinate, because as long as you've got YouTube on, you're not going to do anything that's really difficult. Again, you can use the dishonesty to like, okay, I like what I'm doing, or two, I'm going to remove the temptation, or I'm going to quit asking the question because I'm not going to make the decision. Either way, we get somewhere just by stopping and acknowledging yourself. Make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's sort okay. of – you know, it's kind of like, I always kind of come back to this example. Um, Miller Lite used to have this campaign. Maybe they still do. I don't know. But where they, you know, their tagline was taste great, less filling. Which is the ultimate. You can have it both ways. You can have a great tasting beer and also not get fat because it doesn't have too many calories. And the reality is it is a lie. It does not taste great. It's, (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is less
2: filling, right? It does have less calories, but it has less calories because it tastes terrible, right? Like, yep. beers that taste great taste great because they have a lot of alcohol and sugar and other things, and that is what makes them delicious. So, like, the the real truth of Miller Lite is it tastes pretty bad, but... You know, it does have a lot yep. less calories, but that's definitely let's. So, clearly, I never got into marketing because that is not a catchy sales line. But, you know, so like, let's just be honest that, you know, if your goal is I want to watch my calories, then drink the stuff that doesn't taste as good. On the other hand, if your goal is I would like to have a good experience, then, you know, drink the beer that does have a lot more calories. And maybe, you know, like so that's the either or the split the difference here is I'm going to use my willpower and I will choose the better tasting beer, but I'm only going to have one. Like I'm not having six or only drinking so many days or if I have a beer, then I'm not having dessert or whatever. Right. But this is this is where the willpower comes in. But it's a lot easier to make that choice if you're first honest with yourself about really what is it that you want, what are the temptations, and not simply doing it because you think other people think that you should. Or to be honest, you know for a fact that other people think you should, but you're not so sure that, that you want to.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell you what, let's go to another break. We come back. I want to continue to take this conversation actually to another level. We're going to discern where you're watching yourself and making distinctions. So if you do that, you'll be able to see something that are a little different, unique. Um, Again, our secret word tonight is honest. And uh, got to check out Ari's uh, website at adultadhdbook.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages.
0: You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change
1: your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To
2: find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR.
1: That's addca.com slash ATR.
0: Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Dr. Ari Tuckman, having a great conversation about the need to be honest with yourself. Um, we've been illustrating kind of like that self-reflection, it and is what it is, and the value of acknowledging it is what it is to actually go forward as opposed to being stuck. am going to kick it up a notch here a little bit level, and this is not really intended. It's just to kind of take it to a higher level. I don't expect most people to be listening to this to 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 really be able to implement it. But, you know, Ari, one of the things that I've noticed with people – when I'm coaching him, I got two interesting stories. One of them, a guy came to me telling about all of his unfinished projects, all my projects that are unfinished. And I, I, I had a hunch, it was clear to me that this guy loved to learn stuff, but he did projects, not really book learning. He liked to do tinker with some stuff. And then one day it hit me like a ton of brick that when he sits down to do a project, the definition of a project, whatever it is, he's got to finish it. But I think of the reason he was doing mm-hmm. it really, he wanted to learn it. And so I remember we were talking one day, there was one of his 20 projects that I illustrated this to him. I said, you know, you started to, to remodel the bathroom. And I said, you know, it's interesting to me because as you described to me the state of the bathroom that you're not touching, you finished the project. And the project was to learn what it's like to be a carpenter. Now, molding was up, but not finished, right? And things were up. Once he had the experience of what it was like to do it, he learned it. He was in that experience, and he was on to the next thing. And the bathroom wasn't finished. Like, there still had work to be done for it to look like like he had remodeled it. But he was an insatiable appetite, a learning, experimental learner. And in the moment, we took a look at all the other projects, and they all had the same characteristic. He did something to learn it, and then after he learned it, that's when it didn't, the bathroom didn't get remodeled, but he learned what it was like to be a carpenter. And it was funny because in that moment, he's like, yeah, but I have to finish these. I'm like, well, but if you're honest with yourself, you know why you're doing it. So before you start the project, you either say, I'm going to start it, and I'm going to learn it and let it go. I'm going to figure out I'm to have somebody finish it when I get done, et cetera. Another similar type thing is people with ADHD get on the Internet, and they'll be on the Internet for forever, four or five hours, you know, And I've had people come to me where they got three master's degree, a bunch of different certifications, but they never held a job for more than 90 days. And I'm saying, you know, there's a difference between acquiring knowledge and executing knowledge, the application of it. And I said, you know, you love to learn, but you keep looking for jobs that are not learning. You go learn it, and that's great. Then you get the job, and then you go get another degree to learn something else. And there was actually a guy who posted on a YouTube video. says, I'm a chronic researcher and over-prepare, it's my main way of procrastinating or appearing productive. In other words, these people, they love to learn, 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 but they have the illusion that they can actually implement that stuff. In the moment, we can actually say your passion is learning. Let's find a job where you're paid to learn. That's the value of acknowledging yourself. Thoughts on that? Yeah,
2: I think there's absolutely something to be said here. For, I don't know, like, if things aren't working, is it a problem of execution or expectations? Uh And, you know, like, I think that especially for folks with ADHD, although, frankly, I'd say the same to anyone, but, you know, there's a lot that we have to do in life that's very much about the end result. Got to get the book report done, got to get your taxes done, got to, you know, load the dishwasher but it's very much about kind of results oriented. Um, And folks with ADHD are going to struggle with that. It takes more force and will to get through that stuff. Um, So when it's other things, that's a bit more discretionary. I don't know, like, is it about finishing it? Or is it about enjoying the process? And, you know, a lot of hobbies and whatnot are much more about the process. So like, I don't know, gardening, like nobody makes money gardening, right? You don't save money by being a gardener. You know, you don't make money by being, by, you know, fishing on the weekends or, you know, woodworking or, right. It's about enjoying the process. So, you know, if you've enjoyed the process and then you're like, Oh, I think I'm sort of done with that. Call it a day, move on, like spending time beating yourself up, isn't helpful. Like it doesn't actually make anything
1: better. Hey, I, 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 you just, you, you, hit a nerve, Ari. I'm, this is so funny. I live in Tampa Bay and it's funny. I, I see these boats going by, you know, deep sea fishing, like they go out, you know, all day. And these boats are hundreds of thousand of dollars. And I'm like, okay, well that, that trout costs probably $6,000 because it's so expensive. Yeah. To buy. But it's an entertainment exactly. type of a thing. And I love how you said that sometimes you get this illusion, I'm saving money. I'm like, you know, you're spending a ton of money on it. But the the, the, the point of this show and the value of the show is if you've got ADHD is – if you're not being honest with yourself, if you're if you're listening to the, the little white lies and you're not looking up at your patterns and you think that you're going to overcome these things, you really are kind of stuck. But if you can actually stop and go, it is what it is. Now what do I do from here? Like I'm going to shed my clothes at the door. What am I going to do? Okay, make them look like it's there. Yeah. All right? I'm not going to be able to do – I'm not going to be able to have the TV and get up in the morning. What am I going to do? Or, Hey, these things are there. I am what I am. That's all that I am. I'm Popeye, the sailor man. And you can actually begin to do something. (laughs) I think a lot of times we get stuck because people with ADHD, they're not really being honest with ourselves. And I I was really hopeful that, that this would come out in the show. Um, And I think really you've given a lot of illustration of, of the power of this.
2: Well, and I think that, you know, by by making it a, a decision within yourself to say, I feel split about this. I feel like there's a part of me or there's a part of me that feels like I should take my clothes and throw them in the hamper in the bedroom. And there's a part of me that feels like, you know what, I just don't care or I just don't think it's going to happen. But at least then it's sort of, if you can acknowledge the two parts of yourself, you're in a much better place to deal with it and to make a decision that you can feel okay about. As opposed to if it feels like that is coming more externally, you know, that someone else is telling you what to do, I think it's harder to make, it, to make that decision for yourself. I think that we can blame others for what's going on with ourselves kind of thing.
1: Exceptionally well said. Any last nuggets before we wrap it up?
2: I think just the idea that, you know, it's easy to say we should be honest with ourselves. But, you know, let's be honest, if it was easy, we would just do it, right? So, like, sometimes there are things that we don't want to fully admit, fully take a look at. Um, and sometimes we need to kind of bang our heads against the wall for a little while before we finally get to the point where we're like, oh, uh, yeah, okay, that, that, that is the thing that's going on here. And I guess I do have a hard choice to make
1: about this.
2: So yep. what do I want
1: to do? Exactly. I think that's really well. If it was easy, you guys would be doing it. Sometimes it comes to difficult choices, but if you acknowledge that and address the the difficult choice, which is that issue as opposed to ignoring or averting it, you're in a better position to problem solve. So with that, Ari, as as always, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Always good to be here. Everybody, our secret word tonight is honest, and go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. And with that, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.